Sydney Moon, and welcome to the Holiday Moons Podcast, where we share our love for the holidays with you year-round. This is Randy, and I will be talking about our fall bucket list planning. This is Beth, and I'm going to be talking about apple picking. This is Colt, and in honor of it now being Halloween season... <laughs> okay, that's really a stretch. Roll your eyes a little bit there, but in honor of for me it now being Halloween season, there you go. I am going to be talking generally today about the Universal monster movies, kind of the Boris Karloff old black and white ones, uh, and starting a new series where I go through them movie by movie. But today, just a general overview. Yes, and as Cole mentioned, uh, we're recording this August 30th, but we will release this around the 14th of September, so very close to fall. So we're definitely in the fall season. Some Mm -hmm. might stretch that to the Halloween season. I know if Disney was in its normal year, they would have already had their Disney uh, Not-So-Scary Halloween party going in August. Right, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. But uh, it is that time of year when a lot of holidays are all kind of colliding in stores. I know uh, we've been to many stores looking for fall things and looking for um, some Halloween things. Um, for the first time that I've seen, Christmas actually showed up in Cracker Barrel. Yep. So even though our Cracker Barrels kind of are have some social distancing things in the store part. They do, and there's less merchandise. And there's less merchandise. They, they just started their... Christmas section in Cracker Barrel. So that was fun to see. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting because we recently went to Target. And although Target... So Target usually has Halloween um, decor items. But I don't know what they're doing. Like They just have candy pretty much. Yeah. They have their school, their school stuff. Well, school started later this year because of COVID. So they've left their school things out longer. And in fact, I saw some kids there just yesterday with their parents going through their list so i'm guessing some of those schools got delayed to you know september start dates so maybe they're waiting till that clears out to put the rest of that out i don't know if uh you can hear that uh listener but our cats are running amok in the other room (laughs) they are racing with yeah racing playing with leftover uh tissue paper from mom's birthday celebration yesterday Yeah. yeah That's right. How old did you turn? You're not supposed to ask women how old they are. That's 29. What? 30. 29. That's right. And another big item for Holiday Happenings is that we just hit our two-year podcast anniversary for Holiday Moons. Woo! Yeah, congratulations to us. High fives! Air fives! (laughs) We're just raising our hands. (laughs) We're just waiting. I know for me, I wasn't sure how long we would podcast. Um, yep. We certainly do it mostly for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but really appreciate every listener who's listening. That's, that's exactly right. So what do you guys think? Two years. Two years in. Two years in. Any favorite memories? I'm just saying, I've really enjoyed not just researching the different topics, but thinking back on different holiday traditions that we've had or seasonal traditions that we've had. That's been a lot of fun for me. Yeah, ditto, and I I do like researching unique things 
like nutcrackers and by the carved jack-o'-lanterns and it's just been fun to do it with the family yeah it's always really exciting for me to hear other people's topics um like i'm thinking of the dole whip plantation just things that i had no idea even existed yeah or the clown motel (laughs) yeah but across from a cemetery there's just so many cool things that i've learned from you guys about holidays and a little bit stretching it to connect it to holidays, but yeah. still, uh, but fun, still fun, fun topics and really cool things. And looking forward to another year of that. Yeah, yeah. and as we get away further away from some of our early podcasts, like the first year, uh, we're thinking about how do we revisit some of those topics for listeners that probably weren't there the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we're gonna dive into some topics that um, we may have covered years ago but um, would be new to the listener as well as new topics like Cole's classic monster movie talk topic as well so looking forward to many many interesting times ahead there you go (laughs) well for me as we mentioned we are slowly getting close to what we consider fall which is generally September you know early September uh, we actually start late August because we're a hopeful family. Yeah, we love fall. I was, so I was about to say the uh, all the fall decorations have right. been out for what a couple weeks now. Couple of weeks, yeah, not outside but inside, and only yeah. only like one on the outside. But yes, we're starting to to dive deeper into fall. And I know as we go on our vacation next week to New Hampshire, it's going to be a lot cooler up there, and we have family of friends up there who've said it really feels like fall already up there so we're Which really looking I forward to that yes that's a little right. bit jelly yes but we'll be up there in a week so yep. we can Appreciate experience that ourselves cole yeah. is going down to disney he'll be doing that next week so he's going to the opposite so side we are we're splitting <laughs> apart on the east coast here yes right. cole's going to the inside of the sun from a heat perspective and we're going to the fall weather that's right one north, well, three of us north, one of us south. That's right. But I think it's time to think for all of us and plan for our transition into fall. That's like fall decor, fall treats and snacks, fall activities, fall movies and shows, fall festivals if there are any, or fall farm visiting, fall clothing, fall crafts, you know, fall activities in general. Now, a big part of fall, obviously, is Halloween. If you break it apart, there's kind of the... Uh, late summer, wishful fall thinking. Then there's the September, October fall time frame. When you hit end of September into October, obviously Halloween also kind of jumps into that. Post-Halloween is Thanksgiving, but that's also fall. So there's a lot of flavors of activities and um, decor and crafts and things that overlap during that period. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's good for me to think through you know, what do I want to accomplish? How do I want the house to be uh, decorated? What's the fun things we want to do over that period of time? Now, Halloween in and of itself is a very full holiday. And, you know, that could be covered separately through a number of topics. So, And we'll probably do that as well. I think it's a matter of thinking what's most important to you individually. I know Sydney and Cole... Um, you both have their own spaces at work, at home, different uh, different places, and you guys have started to think about decorating your areas when it comes to fall. Whether that's you know your new desk area at work, or Cole, your new place with the guys. I don't know how much fall th- planning you've done, but you should be doing some. Yes, <laughs> uh, I don't know about fall planning. Definitely some 
we're in the early stages of some Halloween mm-hmm. planning. Oh, okay. Halloween is on a Saturday this year. That's right. Which makes it prime Halloween party positioning there, either for the Friday night before or for uh, Saturday. So we have some decorating ideas in mind. Yeah, it's really a pity that COVID happened this year because so many people just past years, and I don't blame them, um, complained that Halloween is on a school night. Yeah, that's right. You know, and in the, the one year that it's not, yeah. Yeah. Is, is COVID. Not only is it not, but Christmas is on a Friday this year too. Yes. So it's just like the perfect timing for both holidays. Yeah, yeah and in the past, they used to have Halloween always on the weekend. Uh, in some places, but mm-hmm. then they moved it. But the place we live, anyways, does it on whatever day Halloween is. Mm-hmm. So a lot, of, you know, most of the years it's on a work night. Yeah. Right? So yeah. yeah, it's not quite as good. So I um, looked through a number of websites to find some fall bucket list items. And the fun thing I thought, and we'll see what you guys think, is that we've actually done a lot of these. Mm-hmm. Um, that either makes as, sense. As family or with friends. So let's go through them. So first, we're going to break them up into three areas. One is outside, away from the home. Then another area is outside of the home, but in like in the home area. Like the yard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right immediately around you and then inside the home. So outside the home, outside but away from home, obviously you can visit a pumpkin patch. Now we have several pumpkin patches near us that also include other things on my bucket list. So you can get like a two for one or a three yeah. for one yeah. when yeah. you visit those places. And those are always... Not just like going to a pumpkin patch. Like you yeah. just go to a pumpkin patch and there's it's pumpkins there. Right. But it's an it's always an experience yes. for us. We go and we like going to the pumpkin patches that have kind of something more yeah. there. Right. You can do more than like one you thing. can go get cider pumpkin donuts. I exactly. Know that yes, those are that's on my list. Is it pumpkin yes. donuts? Yes, cider Perfect. pumpkin donuts. Yes. Um, another thing that we've done many many years. In fact, I can't. Very few years we haven't. And Beth's going to talk about this more in a second. Is apple picking, apples for baking, for cooking, for just gnawing on in the car. Nom 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 <laughs> nom nom nom. <laughs> gnawing on. Yes. Um, so that's also a big fun activity for us locally. Uh, you can take a drive to check out the fall foliage, right? So uh, we live in an area that gets pretty good colors. So you got to just time it right. And we've talked about. You know, there's a lot of websites that can help you figure out locally when your leaves will be changing colors on for any given years. In fact, there's something called Leaf Peepers, which is yeah, a social so media one say, yeah. that, that people post. And it's, you know, hit or miss because sometimes people post and you're thinking, what were they thinking when they posted that it was changed? But for the most part, it's almost like a ways for leaves mm-hmm. that you can find that good leaves. But in the area we live... It's beautiful. Yeah. So we have a lot of people come into our town for yes. Leaf yeah. Maybe keeping. not this year because of the whole COVID situation, but usually there's a yeah. lot of like tourism that kind of yes. comes yep. into the town. Yeah, and they do uh, fall, fall festivals and things like yeah. that. That I don't know that they'll be able to do this year, but I bet we'll get people going up. To Skyland, Skyland yeah. a drive yeah. to see the colors. Because I mean, we have the whole Festival of the Leaves right here, yeah. uh, which is usually a big deal. Yeah. bunch of other things that are fun for the fall. Uh, find a hayride. Mm-hmm. Often we do that when we go pumpkin picking. Mm-hmm. Um, canoeing or kayaking in the fall can be nice. Um, horseback riding. Corn maze. We've done that before. Bike ride on a scenic trail. You could do a nature scavenger hunt. You can visit. Oh, them. that doesn't sound. Like <laughs> Cole, Cole sounds a big. That doesn't sound like fun at all. 
you can uh, visit a local farm, try geocaching, go to a zoo, you know, outside kind of animal park area. Take a day trip to a small town you've never been to before. Now, that's something we have done many times. We've, we usually make it a little bit further away than super local. Like, we've gone to the Poconos. You know, we're going to New Hampshire. Same kind of thing. We're looking yeah. at... I'm going to town. Orlando. That's not the same thing. <laughs> to Disney. That's not the, the same thing. Take a walking tour of your city. See a drive-in movie. Drive-in movies are really big right now. Find a farm with one of those amazing bouncing pillow things. I don't know if you've seen those where basically it's like a big bubble on the ground and kids can climb up it. And it's Great like a country farm has one of those. Yeah, it's like you a, see it every the month. Opposite every year. Uh, of a bouncy house, right? There's nothing. There's to, nothing over. The you don't go inside. You just go up it and climb. It looks a lot of fun. It's not for adults, unfortunately. You can go shopping and get yourself sweater or boots or like Cole did some shoes today. Yep, shoe shopping. <laughs> Take a road trip. Like we're all doing next weekend, visit a place you've never been before. Like again, like we're doing next weekend. Right. We like to do that a lot, and you can do a lot of research with um, like TripAdvisor and a number of different sites for things to do in local areas. Mm-hmm. For our trip to New Hampshire, you know, I searched candy stores near where we're going, or bakeries near where we're going, ice cream stores near we're going, breweries, mm. wineries, all those kind of things. Sounds like you're just hungry. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> thirsty. Well, yep. I know for us, taking the time when you're in an area you haven't been before to stop at some small local places has really proven to be a lot of fun. Yep. A lot of great memories. That's how we found the sponge candy in, in Niagara. Yep. In that area. And That's when we how were we found Maine, remember? The Frank's. Frank's at the little pastry shop. Yep. Yes, and that was so nice. It was. It was yeah. so good. And then in the Poconos, it was that candy and pretzel Callie's shop. candy. Yes. Candy store and Callie's pretzel factory. So fun. Yeah, yeah very it was fun. so fun. And you know, farmers markets start to pick up again in the fall with fresh apples and sweet potatoes and things like that. So that's all things away from the home. Can you guys think of anything I didn't include bucket list wise away from home? Let's see. Well, again, this year, like. Football games, we don't know what football is going to look like. Yeah, in fact, a lot of places have said there won't be fans in the stands, at least to start, mm-hmm. and a number of football. Right. Yeah. Uh, sadly, my our own Big Ten for Beth and I, uh, where Penn State plays, is not playing football in the fall. Oh, that's sad for them, too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very sad. But the big professional is still playing. Right. But they... But I, they're... I think they're kind of going by letting it be the team's discretion or the organization's discretion in terms of fans. Yeah. I know that I don't think the Ravens are. Steelers aren't for the first month. Doing, yeah. I think the Chiefs are to start. So, yeah, it'll be, yeah, it's kind of hit or miss. Switching to uh, things you can do outside your own home. Obviously, you could, if it's allowed in your area and you have a place for it, you can have an outside bonfire. We've done that many times. Oh, have yes. Friends over, roast marshmallows, hot dogs, hang out by the fire. We have a large acorn tree by us, so acorns pop nicely on the fire, so you can throw some acorns on there. You can rake up and jump in a pile of leaves. Mm-hmm. So uh, our kids did that a lot when they were younger. Uh, we used to have a dog that loved to I jump into thieves <laughs> with them. Yeah, climb a tree, fun. bundle up and gaze at the stars. You could launch an apple or do target practice at woods with some apples that you're getting ready to get rid of. No, we did that at the farm we go to. They had apple launchers. They yeah. had three of them. Yeah, these yeah, the so pressurized air cannons. 
where you shot these <laughs> apples pretty like at a distance at these huge yeah. targets. They had like yeah. tractors and buses and stuff like out the of this field. On them. Yeah. yeah, and you um, you paid to get a bucket of apples basically. Yeah. Um, and they had like different options. We picked the one that was mounted on this fire truck yeah. that had like a good height to it. Yeah. And then it, then you like the apples are a little bit old, so they kind of smash when they hit yep. the target. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. This is just taking some apples that you're about to get rid of and doing your own target practice in your backyard. <laughs> okay, that would work too. Yep. Uh, chili is really fun in the fall. You can do a chili cook-off. You could go camping outside. Another one I like a lot that we've done in the past is take a fall family picture, like mm-hmm. when you're out on a hike or something. You could take some pictures. Roast pumpkin seeds. Oh, yeah. We love to do that. That's, um, that's a big deal. <laughs> that is yeah, very yeah, fun. Lots of good recipes online. Or make pumpkin pies, cookies, breads, all those things that are not great if you're watching your weight, but are very fun for the fall. Just in general, I don't think fall <laughs> fall and um, Christmas are not two great seasons for watching your weight. No. Yeah, they're not yeah. weight loss. Because it's a lot of... And I think that for fall, it's something... Fall and Halloween, it's something that's kind of been bigger over the last couple of decades with the introduction of, like, pumpkin spice things. Yes. Right. Because yes. pumpkin-flavored sweets have kind of blown up. Oh, yeah. like crazy, yeah. yeah. To the point where it's almost like Christmas in terms of how many sweets are around. Themed right. holiday sweets Absolutely. are around. Yeah. So inside the home... Uh, Obviously, there's things you can do once you get your pumpkin. You can carve your pumpkin and, you know, roast your pumpkin seeds. Something we've already done, which I think can be fun, is to switch up your decor. So, take down the summer things, put up the fall things. We haven't put up the Halloween things. That's like a whole nother set of adding that that we do to our fall items. So, that's something... That doesn't happen until October-ish. October-ish. <laughs> October-ish. <laughs> uh, I have a lot of Halloween stuff. It takes me a while, Beth. He says, takes me a while. he says, hopefully. <laughs> really, to have it all available by October, you need to start a couple weeks early. No, At least bringing That's it That's my up. theory. No. <laughs> Switch out your wardrobe. So it's starting to bring out your fall clothes. You know, wash them. Get the... So we're actually doing that a little bit because of our trip to New Hampshire. We've got to get our long sleeve clothes out that we haven't had to worry about in the summer. Um, you can begin making your Halloween costumes. You know, if you're a planner, you can get ahead of that. Bake goods, baking pies, uh, making hot apple cider, pumpkin bread. I know Sydney and Beth both are great at making pumpkin bread. Oh, yeah. Um, get some scents for your home that remind you of autumn. So, you know, start to bring in those pumpkin scents. I know Beth just bought a number of hand soaps that were fall flavored. Or scented. Fall scented. I don't know <laughs> what the flavor is. I don't but... think we should eat them. <laughs> And, you know, Sydney uses uh, Pinterest a lot for, like, craft ideas. It's just mm-hmm. a ton of craft ideas. So I think she's a crafty girl. She is a very crafty girl. I think with um, with the COVID this fall, a number of kids doing kind of a mix between home school and regular or school at home and regular school, it may be worth your time as a listener to kind of get ahead and think about what are some of the thing, key things you want to do as a family um, because there's just a lot of options. I know for us, we usually pick one or two or three things we definitely want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are, if you think about the number of weekends, there's about eight weekends, if you include September and October, until Halloween. So how do you kind of want to use those eight weekends? What do you want to include on your fall bucket list? How to make them as Spooky. <laughs> you want to make your fall bucket as spooky huh? as possible. Yeah, right, gotcha. Yeah, and I will say Pinterest is another great place to 
fine fall bucket list. It's funny that you mentioned that because they had like ten billion. Oh yeah, yeah. And the hike was a thing. I remember you, you said something about a but hike. Taking but taking a walk for fall foliage, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about the hike part because I know what Beth likes for a hike is that people a park- define a hike differently. <laughs> There's a parking area, and then you have to walk to a viewing area, and the walk is the hike. So that might be like a 10-minute walk up a paved area. I was about to say, the paved area is a big thing. (laughs) So we used to go to George Washington National Park, and that had lots of rocks, but you had to look down because you would be tripping all the time if you didn't, and it was hard to just look up and enjoy it. So this way, whenever you have a more level walking area, you do get to just enjoy the beauty around you. Yeah, because that walkway... Usually has beautiful leaves just right next to it. Right. Right. And it has photo ops. And it has photo options. And then you get up to the to the viewing area that goes across the the Shenandoah Valley and it's just gorgeous. gorgeous. See, but for me that's less fun. I'm the kind of person who first of all, I like just taking like big walks with a lot of, you know, different degrees of difficulty where it's you know, you've got straight patches, then patches where you're climbing over rocks. But I'm also a person who doesn't enjoy a ton of photo ops. and We know this. Yep. And when we go on that hiking trail, (laughs) it's nothing but walking for one minute and then stopping and taking a bunch of pictures. (laughs) Okay, that's highly subjective. Yep. That's what it feels like to me. That's what it feels like to me. That's what it feels like. That's what it is. (laughs) I call it like I sees it. Well, let's talk about apple picking. Let's move from hiking to apple picking. And one of the things on our bucket list is apple picking. Yeah, that's something that... Usually every year. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fall favorite of ours. Yes. So every fall, we do go apple picking. I love apples. I like to eat them plain, as we were talking about earlier, cut up to eat with fruit dip and eat them in my salads. I just like apples. (laughs) So on a side note... If you want to keep your apples from turning brown, once they are cut, you can put them in pineapple juice, then put them onto a paper towel to absorb the excess juice. I had always heard lemon juice and growing up, or early in our marriage, I guess, probably more, um, used lemon juice, but it added a tart flavor Mm -hmm. that I didn't care for. The lemon's kind of strong, so pineapple juice is a good way to keep the brown from coming, but not have that strong extra flavor. And it doesn't taste like pineapple either. It's it's just a perfect little something. To yeah, from yeah. You know, it doesn't add any different flavor to it at all, right. which is a great liquid for doing that. Thing. Right. Exactly. So one of my favorite apples to eat are apples fresh from the tree. For whatever reason, they just taste so good. Mm-hmm. So much better than buying them like at the store. Yeah. Love them. Before I go into two apple picking, I wanted to pause to talk about apples in general. If you do not know what you prefer in apple varieties, I would encourage you to go get some, try them, and see what your favorites are. Some are better for eating, some are better for baking, some you can do both. We prefer gala apples for both eating and baking. And they're a sweeter apple. Um, Some prefer Granny Smith's, which are the tart apples. But different apples peak at different times. So you can call your orchard ahead of time and see when your favorite apple would be ready to pick. That way when you go, you're going to get apples that you really enjoy versus whatever happens to be available. Now, does our orchard do gala? I don't remember. Yes. It does. Not. It also us. does, I think, Golden Delicious. It does Red Delicious. It does Golden Delicious. Yeah. It does quite a number it of It does a number ones. of like, like 
Rome. It does a number of unique ones. Um, right. Like there's like John and Gold, which is like a combination, I think, of Jonathan and Golden Delicious yeah. or something. They, they're, they're kind of interesting hybrids. hybrids yeah. Right. So now you know what apple you want to pick. If you don't already have an apple orchard that you go to, now you need to do some investigating and find some near your home. Some orchards are literally pick and go. You go, you pick your apples, and you're out. As Cole said earlier, others offer more of a fall experience where apple picking is one component of that. Our family goes apple picking each fall. We live in Virginia, and we normally go to a place called Great Country Farms, which is about a 45-minute drive from our home. Is that about right? Yeah. Something like that. So going to this farm is an experience which we like. This year, interestingly, will be a little different because of the COVID-19 restrictions in place. So I printed out some information about it to share with you in a minute. For weekend admission, this is normally around $16 or so per adult for a wristband, about $14 for a child. This is for weekend rates which allows you to go everywhere on the farm. It's a little less for weekdays. Typically, we get our wristband right outside of their little store, the little marketplace, which has all kinds of seasonal things you can purchase. So since we're talking about apple picking season, you'll find things like apple cider, apple cider donuts, apple butter, apple bread, apple pie, apple jams and jellies, <laughs> and a lot more apple stuff that I can't even remember. <laughs> Lots of apple. At pumpkin season, we just switch all that to pumpkin. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, but both are really fun, and it's worth going to both. So in order to get to the orchard, you're transported via tractor ride. They provide you with bags. You return via another tractor ride, and then you pay for the apples when you get off the tractor ride according to weight. And it's interesting when because because we've been going to this uh, particular farm since the kids were little... Because it was a farm near where they went to preschool when we lived yep. in a different part of Virginia. Um, it's interesting to see the growth of this farm. Oh my like goodness. the tractors that take you back to the um, pumpkins um, or the apples have changed drastically through the years. And they used to really be like old farm tractors with hay. Now they are like, they have multi, let's like a, a train of tractor, a train of yes. trailers with people in them that have like these sweet benches in it some yep. have canopies over them some are covered yeah. some are not yeah some of them have three three different ones yes exactly trailing so they have some big tractors for these yes. things now yeah now they still keep the kind of the ruts in the road so you get yeah. the flavor that you it's do. still working for you're on a tractor yes. ride yeah. yeah it's still that fun yes kind of different kind of experience yes yeah and in case you're wondering buying the apples isn't a cheap thing Right. But this isn't where you're going to get deals on your prices. So it provides a great family memory. The apples are delicious. They're not outlandishly priced, but you're going to, we always end up paying quite a bit. I guess we pick a lot of apples. Well, with four of us, it's easy to pick a lot of apples. Especially Plus, for adults. And we use them a lot. We do. Right. So I don't yeah, think. A lot of know, baking. Yeah. A lot of, we don't ever waste many. We don't ever take the time to throw them for target practice in the right. woods very often. Right. Um, but I will say you're also supporting local farms and local industry right. by paying a little bit more, right? They, they have higher overhead because of all the farm hands and things that they're hiring, as well as the help for all the special things like the tractor rides and things like that. Right. Yeah. And they, they also have many much more things on the farm, too. Yes. So you're not even just paying for the pumpkins or the apples. 
or even just the the store. They have a lot of other things as right. well. Right, yeah. and I'm going to be going. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. whole fall experience. I'm going to be going over some of those things a little later and a little bit in the yeah. Thing. Cool. I but think what you'll see that's is that true. That is 100 percent true. That this like knocks off like 10 things off your bucket list. Right, <laughs> all at once. Yeah. It's pretty nice that way. Yeah. And as Randy said, the farm has expanded over time. Yeah. So now it has a bakery on site. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't even have that, I think, last year. Yeah, it has pig races on site. It, I wasn't going to bring that up, but it does. <laughs> it does. But there's very nice to pigs. Pigs yes, aren't hurting anyway. Pigs any are way. having a great time. Yes. They are. <laughs> but it also has a hard cider area yes, now. That's right. They're an association with the winery across the street that you yeah. can go over there. And they'll actually, I think they actually have tractor rides over there if you want. They do, because the apples are over there as well. But yeah, I think they can take you to the winery, I think. Yeah, because I think it's there. Yeah. So they have just been expanding like crazy, which is awesome, mm-hmm. which is perfect. Because then their farm stays alive and we can't keep enjoying it. Because we don't go throughout the year. We usually go for apple picking and pumpkin picking. And I will say in this particular case, and this may be something to check into for for wherever you may choose to go on the weekend is if it's a nicer place that's been around a while, it is going to be super busy. So it's best to go earlier in the day. Yes. Because if you go later, I know for ours, you're waiting in line in in, in the road to get into it. A huge car line. Like huge. And it takes forever. Something to note that Sydney and I have found is that you often feel like you should be wearing your cute fall clothes, like yeah. like yes. flannel and sweaters and cute boots and scarves. Yes. And we're not the only ones. No, right? It is people are the place is filled with those kind of yes uh, outfits. All yes. kinds of women and young women and girls. But it is too early in Virginia yes. to do that. So if you're in Virginia, I would caution you to say try to resist because you're going to be hot and sweaty. We learned. Yes. Yes. So let me tell you a little bit about Great Country Farms here in Virginia, the one that we go to. I looked up online, and right now it's Fall Pick Your Own Apples, and it has some of the varieties. Apples, apples, and more apples. August is for Honeycrisp, and September and early October feature Gala, John of Gold, John of Free, Candy Crisp, Ruby John, Fuji varieties, among others. There are more over there, but those are some of the ones that people, I guess, that are familiar to them. On the front of their website, it says, Join us at Great Country Farms to celebrate everything apple. So, already, I'm in. <laughs> yes. So, that's just fun. And then they have, Pick fresh apples and romp in our 12-acre play area of fun. So, it's 12 acres that they have developed for this particular reason or for this particular experience. Now, this is interesting Tickets for September weekends will be available starting September 1st, but ticketing is limited this year due to current guidelines, limiting the number of guests we can welcome to the farm. So I found that interesting. You buy advanced tickets online to guarantee access to the farm in your planned visit, and tickets have timed arrivals and limited time on the farm so that they can safely open the farm and spread guests out. So, great idea. It leaves a little less for the spontaneous person, right? You need to do a little more planning and have a little more understanding that you're not the only one. So, they're trying to accommodate a lot of different guests. Um, So, you know, be a good guy and uh, follow the rules and get your timed ticket and enjoy yourself. 
It also says to maintain, please maintain the required six-foot social distance from other guests on the farm, and adults must monitor their children. So just to give you an idea, also included with admission is two 2,800-square-foot jumping pillows. Right. On the bucket list. <laughs> yep. 80-foot triple-threat giant slides. Yeah. Double-barrel 60-foot double slides. 18-hole cow pie putt-putt golf course. I don't remember that one. I know. And they just keep adding things. Every yeah. year we go, they add more things. Yes, it's do. just amazing. It's one of those places that I wish I was a kid. I know. Again. Like, <laughs> yeah. why couldn't I have been a child when they had all of this here? Right. Because right. so it's fun. crazy. Such a great place to bring kids or grandkids. Yeah. yeah. And you guys went. They just didn't have all this stuff. Yeah. We, yeah. yeah. You were just racist or done. Salty. I know, right? <laughs> a pathway puzzle maze, rope maze. <laughs> Billy Goose Gruff to feed and visit. Little Farmer Play Area with Great Country Farm Veggie Train Photo Ops. The Corn Bin, Rope Swings, Tractor Tire Mountain. Catch and Release Fishing in our stock pond with your own equipment. Bouncy Cows for the Tots. Fido is always welcome at the farm. Please pick up after your dog. I don't remember seeing a lot of dogs there, though. But there were some. There were some dogs. Yeah. Daily activities. And I'm just going to go through these real quick and... um, finish this up daily activities include visiting the apple orchard to pick the freshest apples and that's like 9 15 a.m to 4 30 p.m you they have a one and a half acre corn maze and it says it takes an average of 30 minutes to complete it so you have plenty of time to enjoy all the farm has to offer shop in the farm market for seasonal fresh produce jams and jellies local honey hand-dipped ice cream and baked goods ice cream i think must be a, a new thing because I don't remember ice cream last year. And I like they ice had ice in. cream in the... in. It wasn't like serve ice cream. It was ice cream containers. That right. you buy but this has hand-dipped. So oh, I'm thinking... That would be different then. Yeah. And we'll be featuring fresh cider, 100% natural cider slushies, and apples. So that sounds fun. Grab a pie or hand-dipped ice cream in our new Knead It Bakery. And it's K-N-E-A-D, like a play on kneading. <laughs> And drive across the street to Bluemont Vineyard to sip on the autumn apple wine and enjoy the view. Hop in the car and head up the mountain to Dirt Farm Brewing and enjoy a flight or pint of farm fresh beer. So these are things that are open daily. On the weekends, they have live music scheduled from 11 to 3. Marshmallow roasting over an open fire from 11 to 4. Cider pressing demos. And you can purchase lunch in the Roosterant. Oh, I remember that. We and always that get a yeah. snack bar. We always get a kick out of that. Yep. Saturdays and Sundays featuring apple cider donuts and some other things that kids like. Pizza, yes. hot dogs, chicken tenders. The apple like cider donuts, though. Those are what very, we get. Are a highlight of our, yep. of our visit there. And fresh baked apple pie. So, lots and lots of uh, good things right now. Honey crisp apples are available to pick. So, just a lot of fun for... People go into these kind of farms. Yeah. Now, there's one disappointing thing about it for me, and that's that I think Hallmark has misled me into thinking that there are at pumpkin patches or Christmas tree farms or apple picking orchards, there's always going to be attractive singles who right. are just waiting, just to, waiting yeah, to, to show clumsily you clumsily jump bump into each other, to clumsily <laughs> bump into you and show you the meaning of the holiday. Exactly. Uh, presumably, you're. A very busy, busy businessman or businesswoman. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Who needs to be shown the error of your ways. Right. right. But I have yet to be bumped into. <laughs> I don't think you try hard enough. A, uh, That's right. And Maybe I think you, you need a lovable, clumsy. <laughs> you need to have like some, make it like a, just a 
tap water or something that won't stain somebody else's. Right. Thing. It's usually like coffee. I know. You need to like make it yeah. something she won't get mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> right. If you do have to. Oh, are you saying I should be the clumsy yeah, one? Yeah, you should be I the should, clumsy one. Okay. Just constantly Take like spilling water. <laughs> constantly spilling <laughs> water. Oh, wait, is that your boyfriend? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to spill on you. Whoops. <laughs> so that it's it's a lot of fun. We have, we do joke that it's very, um, it looks a lot like a Hallmark yes. show yeah, there. It so it's a lot of fun. Well, one other thing I think that Great Country Farms is lacking is a little bit of nostalgic spookiness. <laughs> it is it is lacking that. It is yes. lacking in it spookiness. I think you could add spookiness to just about anything <laughs> and make it more fun. Uh, but apparently that's just me right. here at the <laughs> yes. table. Yes. That's true. And going back to the classics, I'm a big fan of movie monsters not just of like horror movies as a concept it has to have it goes a long way if it's got a cool or creative monster in it mm-hmm. something that you can really kind of embrace the creativity of as a fan of scooby-doo i i feel you yes <laughs> that's true because scooby-doo had a lot of those classic monsters <laughs> a lot of classic yeah. very creative monsters that's in true. scooby-doo they weren't all just a blue ghost <laughs> oh no! But but there a was a more. a movie of Shaggy turning into a werewolf, and all the classics are there. Yes, exactly. Yes. And he was trying those not- classic Universal movie monsters. Yes, I will point out that about seventy percent of the Scooby Doo monsters were a glowing blue ghost. Yes, <laughs> of some variety. Um, You're just picking a fight with your sister. But there were <laughs> Scooby Doo was a. Great series that did have a lot of very creative monsters. I think I remember the Tar Monster and yeah. some other really neat ones. But today we are talking about the Universal Classic Monsters. And there's no way that all of you don't know what I'm talking about here. What are you talking about? <laughs> ah, well, I guess there's one. So I'm talking about the monsters made by Universal Pictures during the decades between the 1920s and the 1950s. They were the first shared universe ever in Hollywood before we got the Marvel Cinematic Universe and <laughs> all of the other shared cinematic universes that people are trying to come out with now to varying degrees of not success because none, none of them have really been successful so far. Apart from Marvel, yeah. Uh, right, apart from Marvel. So they began with the Phantom of the Opera movie, Starring Lon Chaney. But the Universal Classic Monsters continued with talkies, including the core monsters of the franchise, Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, who in these movies is often just referred to as Frankenstein. Yeah, it's funny. And today is National Frankenstein Day. Yes, it is. <laughs> in honor of that. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> uh, I know that you posted some fun little snippets of Frankenstein. Frankenweenie. Frankenweenie, yeah. Disney. <laughs> it's always a fun monster. I think back to, if you've never seen the Saturday Night Live parody of Twilight where they're the Frankenstein monsters oh, yeah, instead. That's funny. instead oh, yeah. of the vampires instead of the vampires yeah. she's the, Frank, yeah. the Franks the Franks the Franks <laughs> that was it in this uh, scene where she's like describing what a vampire is to Edward instead she's saying you have green skin you have bolts in your neck you're afraid of fire um, so Frankenstein's monster one of the most iconic monsters if not maybe the most iconic monster Maybe only second to Dracula right. in terms of yeah. movie monsters. 
Um, I think those two could go back and forth. But then we have the mummy, the invisible man, the wolf man, and the creature from the Black Lagoon. The uh, films often featured uh, Bela Lugosi, Boris Karloff, and Lon Chaney Jr. I'll just note, they are regulars on Beach Party Movies. Yes. <laughs> and Vincent Price has been Yes, in Vincent other Price, yes. too. In fact, I've heard people just refer to them as the Boris Karloff mm. monster movies before, yeah. um, which isn't always completely accurate, but, but he's such know. an iconic part right. of those movies that his name is kind of synonymous with them. I do want to mention that Vincent Price was on a Halloween-y type monster part of The Muppet Show. <laughs> <laughs> and they were very that nice makes, monsters. <laughs> that makes sense. Yes. So... Lon Chaney starred as the Phantom in the first movie uh, in an attempt to make the woman that he loves become an opera star. He haunts the Opera Gardener, which is the opera house. In the 1931 Dracula movie, Bela Lugosi starred as Dracula. Boris Karloff portrayed the Frankenstein's monster in Frankenstein. And actors Dwight Fry and Edward Van Sloan played major supporting roles in both films. The Mummy also starred Karloff and was produced in 1932. And then various sequels were spawned from these, including The Bride of Frankenstein and Dracula's Daughter. The first mainstream werewolf picture appeared Werewolf in London in 1935, starring Henry Hull. The end of Universal's first run of horror films. I put horror films in uh, air quotes here. But obviously for the time, they were still right, yeah. kind of scary. Yeah. yeah, And they came to an end in 1936. The monster movies were dropped for a while until they were revived via Frankenstein and Dracula with the re-release of some of the original movies, and then The Son of Frankenstein in 1939, and The Wolfman in 1941. So after that, we got all ridiculous number of movies, and they started, this is when the monsters started to cross over with each other. Mm -hmm. um, you got things like just a huge run of mummy movies. Mummy's Hand, Mummy's Tomb, Mummy's Ghost, Mummy's Curse... Egypt must have been, um, and the whole, like, pharaohs and things like that was right. very that popular was, back then. Yeah, it was kind of the era of the big boom of <laughs> Egypt's mania. Yeah. And then we had the House of Frankenstein, the House of Dracula. And then a few more comedic ones, Abbott and Costello <laughs> meet Frankenstein. I was actually thinking of that one. <laughs> what were you thinking of that one? Yeah. They became a little ridiculous. Right. There was a span where they were just... Seemed to be spitballing, like trying <laughs> new things with all of these different movies. Comedy definitely had its turn. One of the last ones was The Creature from the Black Lagoon, um, which was released in 1954. Oh, so that is the most recent of the, of the Universal classic. Monsters. Oh, interesting. Um, which I know, sort of of the monsters, The Creature of the Black Lagoon is, I guess... Like, when you see him out of the water, not very scary, but still kind of one of the scarier of the monsters, I guess, with the kind of fear of the water and the unknown there. Still, 1954, 
not that scary when you go back and right. rewatch it now. Right. So what are some of your, if you had to pick a favorite universal monster, what would it be? Kind of our options are um, Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, Invisible Man, Mummy, Phantom of the Opera, Creature from the Black Lagoon, kind of all the most iconic Halloween costume monsters. I think that, you know, in terms of what you mean by favorite, I think I enjoyed the movies the most for The Mummy and Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. Those were my favorite movies that I liked. I think I probably liked The Mummy the most as a central character Mm -hmm. in those movies. Uh, We used to watch those movies on Sunday afternoons. It was the same time frame that sometimes they would show um, the movies that were like old horror movies, but they were like, with insects, where they would like make the insects yes. look big. They played and, with perspective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in the Sunday afternoons, and sometimes they had the classic, you know, these kind of movies that you talked about, like Son of or Bride of. Or, right. Well, Not necessarily the classics, right. but the <laughs> offshoots of the yeah. classics. Yeah, I think the mummies were the ones I enjoyed most out of those. That's interesting. I think the mummies are my favorite too. I liked the Egypt kind of setting mm-hmm. and kind of the adventure Mm -hmm. setting of it too yeah because it definitely was more adventurous it had that element of like the archaeology and kind of not quite indiana jones-esque but like a little bit of that kind of indiana jones-esque digging up mysterious tombs and right that kind of element to it so actually i haven't watched many of them i definitely know about them but Mm. it would be good to go back and watch them um i would say my is probably frankenstein but not because of necessarily because of the Frankenstein the guy? No. <laughs> no. Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember reading the book Frankenstein, and I really, really like it. Even to this day, I just I remember how fascinating it was. Mm-hmm. So I think just from that perspective, I like Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster because I, I think it has a lot of donkey layers <laughs> to it. <laughs> like an onion? No, like a tougher cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's so there's that, and I will say, um, Hotel Transylvania was so funny, and it had also all the classics, all the classic. Well. But that's that's definitely around, a yeah. newer movie. But I mean, it's a, such a cute. That, that's movie. the cartoon, right? Yeah, right. That's the Adam I Sandler really cartoon, and like that, yeah. it really plays with the whole Universal movie monsters kind of yeah. Yeah. genre. There, yeah. the Blob was a big factor in that one. The Blob, yeah, yeah. as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, as well, yeah. What about you? I don't remember watching a lot of the classics either but i've always liked you were never a scary movie person i'm not i've always liked dracula because he talks so funny (laughs) (laughs) that was a version of it yes (laughs) but he always has that accent transylvanian accent yes and and i actually would like to go to transylvania sometime i thought i always thought that would be a really neat place to Mm -hmm. and this is this is kind of a throwback because i talked about the old hammer horror movies on a previous podcast and I think Christopher Lee's Dracula was maybe the first one that didn't talk with the oh, accent because okay. he kept his British accent oh. for that role. And I think that was the first kind of unsettling Dracula too. <laughs> yeah. Because that was the first one where they like used, I think, some kind of context to make his eyes completely red and okay, yeah. um, played with like the bright color of blood around his mouth. and the, the old... Black and white Dracula was much more fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say that I think my exposure to those kind of monsters was first from Scooby-Doo and from Bugs Bunny cartoons. Bugs Bunny 
had a number of the cartoons where they kind of mixed the Frankenstein mm-hmm. kind of background or the creature's background. Or, I think Jekyll and Hyde a little. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. Jekyll and Hyde, too. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Jekyll and Hyde is one of those things that could be very silly or very disturbing, depending exactly. on how yeah. they portrayed it. Yeah. 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 So make sure as you go through the specific ones that you include the connections to Bugs Bunny or Scooby-Doo. <laughs> right. Uh, if not, if you we don't, mention it. <laughs> not, we will. Yes. Yeah, well, maybe I shouldn't then. That'll be a way to get all you guys involved in, uh, in the topics. But I'm looking forward to going back and watching a few of those classics again here. Mm-hmm. In, a, uh, in a few weeks, though, because I will be away That's right. for the next two weeks at Disney World and then hopefully giving a fun recap of my Disney adventures. Definitely. That sounds great. That's very fun. Our future festivities are for the week of September 14th. September 14th is National Virginia Day. What? September 15th, National Felt Hat Day. September 16th, Mexican Independence Day. September 17th, National Paw Paw Day. P-A-W-P-A-W. September 18th, Rice Krispie Treat Day. That really needs to be the week where, with the Anderson so I that know, they can tr- make it. <laughs> amazing Rice Krispie Treat. September 19th, Talk Like a Pirate Day. Nobody? Arg. Arg. <laughs> Maybe if somebody wanted it's to It's too do. bad that that's not um, the day that I'm at Magic Kingdom. That's right. Yeah. Because I, I'd be at Pirates of the Caribbean. That's, that's right. right. September 20th, National Pepperoni Pizza Day. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Holiday underscore Moons. On Instagram, we're at Holiday Moons. On Facebook, you can find us by searching Holiday Moons in the search bar. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. And you can contact us at any time at Holiday Moons at gmail.com. So for Sydney, Randy, Beth, and Cole, happy happy Halloween. Oh, okay, we're doing September? (laughs) Well, happy September.